Thanks for tuning in, everyone. You are here today with me, Soleil Divine. This is the Just Your Way to 100K podcast, the show that talks about the lucrative career of insurance adjusting. Look, share this podcast episode with anybody, anybody, anybody that's looking to get into this career space. Man, I'm I'm really excited to be here. Uh, we've been trying to put this into play for a long time. We have them here. Joe, I don't know if you know this, but I call you Mil- Million Dollar Joe. That's what you know at around my house. We have them here. Joe McCullough, the founder, CEO of Masters of Disasters. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Hope you're well. I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here talking to you. Man, um... I've been looking forward to this because uh, as an, as working from home, um, man, over these last couple of years, I've missed being in the office and talking to different adjusters and finding out their origin story. So mm-hmm. meeting you and, and talking to you and finding out how diverse your background is, I've been wanting to really ask these questions. So I'm just going to kick it right off. How how did you even get introduced into this insurance adjusting industry? How did you get here? Oh, shoot. I was working at car dealerships, um, and I was a master tech and stuff for Ford for a long time. And I just got bored of mechanic and went to the sales side for a little while to hang out and do something. And one of the guys that I got to be real good friends with um, left the car business, and he went and got his adjuster's license. And then uh, we were out playing golf like, I don't know, three months later, and he left his wallet and his check in my truck. And uh, I called him. I said, hey, man, you you left your wallet in my truck. I said, what are they doing over there, paying you once a month? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he goes, no, man, that was last week. And I said, oh, dude, I got to start doing that because you ain't worth that kind of money. I'm way better than you are. So, um, <laughs> no, And that's he told me who Lorenzo was, and I went to class. And, uh, you know, I took a couple months off out of the car business from all angles of it and uh, took about three months off and got my license and started adjusting. And I think that's been about – 13, 14 years ago, something like that. Wow. Wow. So 13, 14 years ago, getting in the industry um, to now, I, I introduced you as the founder and CEO of Masters of Disasters. Like, tell everyone that doesn't know, what is that? Um, we we are an IA firm. That's what we do. We, you know, I find IAs, I put them to work. Uh, 98% of what we do, yeah, probably 95% of what we do now is auto hail. Um, we deal with nine different carriers and five PDR companies covering 37 states. Uh, yeah, so we, we do pretty good. I've got a roster of almost 700 people and not everybody always gets to work. Sometimes when I call people, they're already out doing something else or something like that. Um, yeah. but this, year, this year we use 384 different adjusters. Uh, for different tasks and jobs and deployments and stuff like that. Um, But we are growing and doing some corporate affiliations and expanding, especially in 2024. We will be moving into the heavy equipment and most likely the property side as well soon. Wow, 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 wow. That's big. You just said a whole lot. Like, I hope everybody rewinds what you just said and and plays it again. because you said it in these last years that you've been in this, you went from that to now having over 700 employees in over 37 different states working. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, you know, I have a list of, I think it's 692 right now of different people that I could call 
and try and deploy depending on where a storm or damage or a claim is, um, you know, and see if they're available. So, wow. yep, that's what we do. How, how did you, so, Joe, I got so many questions for you. I just, how did you go? You, you went from selling cars to, to, to meeting Miss Lorenzo. Um, yeah, actually, actually, I grew up on a hog farm in Illinois. I grew up as, as working on farms. Um, that's wow. What, yeah, that's what I did all through high school and stuff. And, and of course, on farms, we're mechanical. You got to fix things. Well, I yeah. was above average mechanic. So when I got out of there, I went and got ASC certified and all that stuff. Um, started working in my shops and stuff. Ended up at car dealerships. Um, had a golf scholarship and went and played some golf and, you know, got almost got an engineering degree and realized that, you know, I was better off doing something else. So I left school and and ended up being a master tech and field engineer for Ford Motor Company and then ended up running dealership service departments and moving my way up and ended up as, you know, as fixed operations and handling all that stuff. And then took a break from all that, met Mr. Lorenzo, got licensed and learned how the insurance industry worked. It took me about a year to figure out who to talk to and the networking yeah. to build. And, and from there, I knew how to sell jobs and, and gain clients. I just had to learn how to be a really good adjuster. Um, uh, that's uh, what took the time, the, the diligence, yeah, yeah. diligence of becoming a good adjuster because it doesn't do you any good to have good contacts if you can't put out a good work product. Yeah, yeah. So you honed your skills by going in the field and working. That's right. To work. Yeah. That, that's um that's something that as as educators, like you you're in the education space because I was gonna ask um as far as masters of disaster and the quality of adjusters that you like or you would like to put to work, um, you've been working in this field. What are the qualities that you look for in adjusters to be on your team? You know, the first first and foremost thing I think is chemistry. Um every Every company runs like a baseball team, really, if mm. you're doing that correctly. Um, so I'm not necessarily looking for the guy that's, you know, the superstar right out of the box. I want the guy that has a good personality and good work ethic and teach him how to be a superstar. You can teach somebody how to play baseball, but you're looking for somebody with raw talent. And that's what yeah. I You know, I want somebody that can talk to the customer and make them insured. I can teach them how to count dents. I can teach them how to write an estimate. I can teach them to do all that stuff. But if they're not a personable person and they don't care about people, then they're probably not going to work out or they're going to have a short career. At least with us, you know. I I don't want to be average. You know, I don't want to be McDonald's. I want to be a steakhouse. Wow. Talk about that. Where did that mentality come from? Uh, once you're out there doing claims at a root as a rookie, I mean, you kind of learn that some of these places, these IA firms, you're no more than a number. Um, yeah. you know, you can, you can be a number, you can, and you can still have a job and make your money, but it's, it's no different than any other job, really. I mean, you can go to McDonald's and work and get your 10, 12 bucks an hour, or you can have a career somewhere and make a hundred grand a year or the yeah. same way with eating. If you're hungry, McDonald's will feed you. But if you want a good meal, you go somewhere else and that's yeah. how it be the somewhere else. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not okay with average. I'm not okay with just feeding people. I want to excel and yeah. I want the people around me to excel. I don't judge myself by a bank account. I judge myself by my people's bank accounts. You know, if I'm doing wow. well, they're doing well. So, yeah. I mean, that's important to me. I, I've, I've heard, um, I've been in your class uh, somewhat hearing different stories about things that you've talked about. And you talk about your people and the struggles you had in building your company. Um, when you first got started, 
what kind of accounts did you even begin with or, or was it kind of on a whim that you, you started this company that, you know, have all these employees now? Well, no, when I started, I was just an adjuster. So I quit going to, you know, the big IE firms and working for them. Um, I started calling companies and smaller companies, these small little subprime companies and getting claims directly from them. Mm. And then, you know, from there, that person would leave a subprime company and go to a bigger company. And then I would know somebody at the bigger company. And then I would start getting claims from them. And then wow. I got to the point where I couldn't keep up with all the claims myself. So two of the closest people to me, I grabbed them out of what they were doing and making 35, 40 grand a year and pulled them and taught them. And now they helped me run this company. Wow. Yeah. Relationships. Yeah. We just, yeah. You just do a good job and then you recreate yourself in somebody else. Find somebody else, the same personalities, you know, it's just like a yeah. wolf pack, everybody for the same goal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell a lot of people, wow, that's amazing that you're saying that. Cause I tell a lot of people when they get in this is that um, everyone is so worried about being able to do the job and what it is that I've seen is that, you know, empathy is is gold for us. We want to make sure we're being empathetic and we're being courteous to the insured. Those soft skills of just, you know, showing up on time and being disciplined yeah. are the things that really get adjusters far. Um, when, when you got into this and you said that you're going to start teaching other adjusters, how did you even come about to formulate a curriculum on how to really teach them what you know, all these years of experience? Well, I mean, you got to start out. You got to start with guys that have never adjusted and remember what it was like the first day I started adjusting. What was it like when I first got my first claim? What were my questions? What were my problems? What were my holdbacks? And then mm. you start from there. And I mean, it's just like any good place. You build a solid foundation and then you can add to it. You can, you know, you can keep going higher and next level, next level. But unless you lay the, the foundation, the problem is a lot of big IE firms don't really train. They'll send you through yeah. You know, they'll send you through a webinar and then shove you out there. And and I mean, that's that's still trial by fire. Until you get yeah. live stuff like that, it's really hard to understand the true processes and what it takes to really close a claim. On the auto side, the property side, whatever side you're doing. I mean, there and every carrier has different guidelines. So yeah. I mean, it, it's not the easiest job in the world. It is it is very tough. But you mentioned one thing, and that's that's organization and staying on time, being on time, the simple things. And that's what a lot of people these days lack. There, there's yeah. a lack of true professionals out there. And that's why yeah. I think if you are a true professional, you will excel. I agree with you. I agree. And I know you give a lot of information in your class, uh, setting that base for your students. Um, when, when, you, when you're saying like, you know, you're coming from the way you came into the industry and, and trying to teach them. Talk about some different things that people walk away knowing once they've left your class, because it's definitely not just a webinar. For, for those that don't know that I thought it was just a regular class, I really call it a boot camp, Joe, because they're going into an actual facility. Talk. How did you even think to do that? Well, I mean, most people's holdbacks aren't the ability to learn the job. It's fear and, you know, and lack of security for themselves. I mean, they're going to doing something new, so they have fear. They don't know that they know how. They're they're intimidated by some of it. So what you have to do first, and and I call it the claims frame of mind. I have to okay. you have to put everybody in the claims frame of mind. You have to have the right mindset and be positive to be accepting to what is going to come your way. 
I mean, because, I mean, you, what's the old saying? You can't judge a fish by his ability to climb a tree. I mean, you, you got to get somebody mm. to climb that tree. You yeah. Know? And that's, that's really what it is. You got to have the right mindset because you can take the, the most positive person in the world. And if they never execute on any of their ideas, they're still going to be nothing. And, and yet on the other side, you take the most negative person in the world and giving them every opportunity, they're still going to fail. So yeah. if you don't have your mind right, it, it's not going to help you. So yeah. the first thing I do in class is try and get everybody's claims frame of mind. That way they can understand, you know, yeah. that, that customer service really is number one. I mean, the, the estimates and all that stuff is cool. You'll eventually get really good at that. But good people do good things. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number one, number one <clears throat> is the attitude. The people I've seen that have longevity in this industry, it's yeah. all about their attitude, 1,000%. Um, as, as far as your, your work, like the different storms and the different work that you've done, what was your first like big deployment? Do you remember? <laughs> I do. One of my first big ones was when I separated off. Um, I went and worked a storm in Montana. And oh. they told me I was going to be working a auto drive. Um, okay. I thought I was going to be paired with some other adjusters on a drive, you know, knocking out hail claims. Well, I was still. Oh, kind of I don't know. I don't, I don't mean to interrupt you. What is a drive? Because you're the first deep auto guy we've ever had on. So a lot of people don't necessarily know. Okay, so in my world, there's basically two types of claims. There's field claims where you call, set the appointment, you go out and see the car at the house, and you write the estimate. Then there's okay. drive claims where you have a location, and the insurance company schedules their people to come to you so you can see their cars, write their estimate right there on the spot, and, and hand them a copy is the way it used to be. Now, due to COVID, you just email them a copy, or they get it through their app, you know, digital world. Yeah. Um, but a drive is where they come to you. Um, Got it but it's very fast paced. You better be able to keep up. I mean, you're going to see 12 to 15 cars a day at that drive. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, okay. Um, so yeah, my first one on my own was on that drive in, in Montana. And I thought I was coming in to work with a bunch of other people and I get there and I find out I was the only one working. I was handling <laughs> everything top to bottom, front to back. And I was still a rookie. So I was in the stages where I didn't have any money and stuff. So, I mean, I was, working 16, 18 hours a day and sleeping in the car at night to save money on a hotel and all that stuff. Oh man. Talk about the grind. Like, if you want um, to get it. yeah, it, it's like, I am very fortunate to get in this industry when I did, um, in 2017 and have this in my, you know, in my back pocket when as COVID hit and being able to shift to being able to work from home, not having to worry about being out in the field. Cause I'm, I, I work desk primarily. Um, but I find that things have gotten a lot easier to get into the industry now. Um, things are a lot more web-based than what they were before. Mm -hmm. I know you've spoken about just what you want to tell the new adjusters and wanting to convey the right message online as we talk to them. Um, what, what would you like to tell like people that see, okay, yeah, it's a lot of money you can make, but it's a whole lot of work too. Like what, what kind of message would you like us to convey about that? First, it's probably the most rewarding thing I've ever done in my life. I mean, you're out there helping people in a time of need. I mean, whether it just be some hail dents on their car or, you know, a hurricane came through and just destroyed lives. I mean, yeah. you're, you're helping. It's customer service. You're a humanitarian first. Second is once you get your insurance adjusting license, don't lose hope. 
Um, you, you, it's just like any other thing. If you want it bad enough, you'll go get it. You have to stay active and you have to invest in yourself. But if you yeah. lose, if you lose hope, then you're beat, you know, so you have to stay with it. There are people in this industry that are highly successful, um, you know, but you have to stay after it. You have to be driven. You have to invest in yourself. Otherwise, yeah. it's gonna be just like every other job you had in your life and not be exactly what you want. Um, yeah. You, I mean, there's winners and losers in every industry. And, and, and if you're losing at two or three industries, you need to take a step back and look in the mirror and find out why. You know, because I promise it's not the industry. Yeah, it, it's a lot of self-reflection I had to do when I got in um, of looking at, all right, hey, I see some people doing what I want to be done. It's not an if, it's a when, but am I going to be able to answer the call? So you say invest in yourself. What are some ways, um, you know, as being a, a owner of a firm that you like to see people investing in themselves? Education and hard work. Um, sacrifice. You don't get to the high levels without a lot of sacrifice and dedication. Um, yeah. you know, but to each person has a different level of what makes him happy. Um, you know, succeeding and climbing the ladder and making that money is what makes me happy. Other people are just happy doing their claims and making their hundred grand a year and spending their time with their families. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, so you got to decide what you want, what makes you happy and go after that. Um, but you know, dedication and hard work are definitely the number one things. The right attitude, for sure, you know, and mm -hmm. just willingness to sacrifice and, and do what everybody else isn't, you know. Yeah. yeah. This day in the world, I mean, everybody, I mean, we all deal with it. You call customer service anymore on a phone, you know, on your cell phone, and you don't get customer service. You get company policy. Um, so everybody's geared towards everything, not necessarily being customer service. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm a little old school in those facts. I think we should take people should take care of people no matter what it's on. Um, you know, we should invest in our other people. Yeah. And I like that you said that. And I understand that, you you know, your model for your people is, you know, you said you want um, going back to this part because you're saying I like can invest. <clears throat> you want a, a steakhouse. You don't want McDonald's. Um, so let's talk numbers as far as the people on your team, because I know you have uh, you have different adjusters. You got your field people. You've got the supplement people that work from home. What is some of the um, salaries that you pay out when your people are working? Well, this was a pretty good year, but most times we work hail on on average from about first of March to the end of August or September, and time span for average people. And that time's about 70 grand, 80 grand, somewhere. Okay. In um, some short years are different. Some really busy, busy years are a little more. Um, you know, we have supplement people. They generally work from home at a desk writing supplements all day, anywhere from 50 to 70 grand a year. We got virtual people that work writing virtual claims all day, about the same thing. Um, the field adjusters and the drive adjusters, they're about they're they're in those windows of that you know seventy to ninety usually in the, in the six months or so, um, and then you know we're still running claims around Dallas Fort Worth locally here in our own market you know just kind of cleaning up behind the insurance companies on the onesies twosies that didn't make it to the storm or they realize they had hail three months after the season's over and stuff like that so we're always running something, but yeah. uh, you know usually what I do since we're so kind of niche marketed to where we handle auto hail. We're, like I said, we're expanding, but up until this next year, I've always called the other IA firms uh, that I know and said, hey, I got 10 people not working. Do you have any spots? Because our people are usually so well-trained and so good. 
they really want our people because they then they don't have to deal, you know, with mistakes and stuff like that. So they're happy to have our guys that have been through our training and worked with us for a year because our one year people usually exceed three year people everywhere else. Wow. Yeah. That says a lot about the training. Yeah. Um, We've interviewed some of your people. Um, we, we talked to Josh. Uh, we talked to Jonathan at the at the Fall Festival here at the Insurance Adjuster Now Academy. Okay, um, but you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You talk okay. about he 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 man, he gave us so much information on the different type of claims he worked. What He's I noticed so is that he was just so confident about it. He was like, Yeah, I just ran a couple claims this morning before coming here. Mm-hmm. Could you dive deeper into the training? Like, um, God, yeah, I got Jay from uh, Lorenzo's class, one of the first classes I taught, and he had never ran a claim for anything. Um, but he was a super good guy. He was an honest guy, um, and he talked well. He spoke with others. People gravitated towards him, so I grabbed him. We started training him, and he worked yeah. with us for I think about two years, pretty much nonstop. Uh, then he had some life, you know, expectancies, and he couldn't travel that much anymore. So he went to another IA firm to where he could stay local and work from home. Um, and mm-hmm. he ended up a manager. I mean, like in two or three months, he was a manager over there after being with us for two years. And he was over there in the last three or so years, I think. And uh, now he's back helping us. And he still does some freelance stuff wherever he can make his money, which is exactly what a, a 1099 adjuster should do. Have their eyes open and their wallets ready to accept. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. the way that works. But he does some stuff for us. And, man, he's a phenomenal guy. He, he's just yeah. he's one of the best people. Um, Josh Miller's the same way. I couldn't be where I'm at without Josh Miller. He's a dedicated yeah. hard worker. And, and you know, I think every leader, if you're good, you recognize the people that have the skills you don't, um, and you surround yourself. You don't don't see weakness as a weakness. You see it as an opportunity for somebody else to excel. Yeah, yeah, 1,000%, 1,000%. I, I love that, um, the ability to train with you, getting that knowledge, um, because when I first started out in the industry, you know, there's this is a lot of unregulated stuff in our industry of, you know, people teaching, but not really being able to communicate what really needs to be done and make you a great adjuster so you can really close claims on a day to day. So I think it's great that people can learn that directly from you and being an owner of a firm. It's just like that's just the icing on the cake, I believe, to be honest yeah. with you, to be around you, Joe. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of advantages. I find out who's who and get to you know kind of hand pluck everybody and get them going. Um, and yeah. then on the on the flip side, I believe it's our job to pay it forward because you know, yeah. 15 years ago I was where they were. I was undecided. You know, I was tired of cars. I'd always made money doing that, but I didn't have a real future. I didn't think. You know, I was, yeah. I was stuck doing the grind. So you know, I went through my tough years, and I've been there. You know, so I've been at the bottom of the barrel and. And I'm nowhere near the top at this point. I'm definitely headed in the right direction. But, you know, I enjoy paying it forward and helping people. That's, I mean, that's really why I teach a class for Lorenzo. I don't, you know, I mean, he's cheaper than everybody else. I see these other classes out there that are three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000. And I'm telling you, I can put as much information in you in three days as what they can in five. And, and, hey. and you're not going to pay $3,000 for it. Say that. Say that. Definitely. 1,000%. Yeah. Um, now, switching gears to the industry as a whole, um, you have a, a perspective that we don't see a lot about, like, where is the industry going? What would you say is, you know, transforming and, and 
what's to come for all of us? I think it's been trying to transform into a more digital automated AI type of industry. Um, mm -hmm. It's trying to. And insurance companies like that because it saves them money. It's cheaper. And that's insurance companies. I mean, it's a business too. Um, mm -hmm. But in the same token, there's a certain amount of, you know, personal touch that these claims need. And without it, it just, it won't work. So I think they're close to as, as automated as things can get. It'll probably advance a little bit more. Um, but, you know, it's always going to have a need for people. And even if it goes automated, it's going to have a need for people to check the automation. So I don't think people will ever be completely gone from this system. Um, you know, four or five years ago, I had a guy tell me that we did the best job he's ever seen as an IE firm and as a group of people. It's a shame that we were in a dying field. And I, hmm. I started laughing. And he said, what's funny? I said, man, I, I see it completely backwards. It's funny because he's one of the smarter guys I know, and he makes a ton of money, and he owns a big PDR company. And I told him, I said, I see it completely backwards. And and so far, we every year, him and I get together, usually the first of January, and make our predictions. And I have beat him five years in a row. So, uh, <laughs> You're I, like I, a swan. Yeah. A swan. Yeah. yeah. The industry is, is, is great. I mean, it, it's like any other industry. It's work, but it's what you make of it. You know, this industry yeah. is wide open. There's more freedom here than any other industry I've ever been in. And freedom for some people is good, but freedom for some people isn't, you know? Yeah. So I know, yeah. I, I, know I need my guidelines for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the entrepreneurial side of me is what appealed to me about this yep. industry, having that freedom. Um, but definitely there... You have to answer the call in a certain way. You have to show up and be, you're going to be held accountable on a lot of different fronts. Right. Um, so I think understanding that, but still having that entrepreneurial mind, uh, it's definitely led to your success. So I appreciate you sharing that with us today. Um, but hopefully people get that from what we're saying is that, you know, everybody says the same thing that I have on here is that it's going to be a grind in the beginning, but if you keep going, it'll happen for you. It is. It is a grind in the in the beginning. But if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. And there's a lot yeah. of people to try. And, you know, some people make it and make it big and some people just make it and some people don't. Um, but you find out that, you know, everybody's got what they're supposed to be doing in life. You know, Michael Jordan was jumping from the free throw line and I'm doing insurance claims. That's just what we were going <laughs> to do. <laughs> hey, you know, um, as I as I mature as an adjuster, um, I really feel like I've found my calling in a lot of ways. We've got some special skills. So, yeah, you're definitely right about that. Yeah, me too. I feel I – because feel, if you'd have told me 10 years ago what you dream or 20 years ago, I would have not have said insurance. I would have not mm -hmm. probably even said running my own company 20 years ago. Um, but here I am, and, and I, I was absolutely in the right place at the right time and meant to do this. Yeah. I, I, I'll say this before we go. Um I think more so than any industry I've seen, like being here, if you can solve a problem in this industry, you'll have an endless amount of money. There, There's so many different ways to make money in this. And um, oh, yeah. I appreciate you talking to us about the yeah. things that you accomplished. And that's a short amount of time. I think this is like huge what you've done. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I just want to pay it forward. People deserve a chance. A lot of good people out there are not getting good things and we need to help them get it. No doubt. No doubt. So, Joe, how do we uh, stay in touch with you um, as people want to follow you and your journey? Um, www.masters-disasters.com. 
Um, you know, my email's on there. My cell phone that is laying on my desk is on there. I don't care okay. if you're working for me or not working for me. Just call me. I'll answer a question. I'll talk to you. So no, no. Yep, I'm appreciable. I'm approachable. Just reach out. I'll help. No, no doubt. You definitely are, Joe. And I appreciate you and your honesty and your candidness and all the education you give in your classes. Um, man, thank you for being here and talking to us on a gesture way to 100K. All right. I think the next class is the weekend of December 15th. Look it up. Yeah, yeah. Get there. Go to insuranceadjusternow.com. Not later, but now.com. That's right. Thanks, Joe. All right. Take it easy. Now, if you want to get into this industry and utilize the best strategy to grow your career, you know where to go, 100kadjuster.com. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe, like, and share. Talk to you next week.